Hello and welcome or welcome back to the following news podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things in the digital creator space for all those with an online following, whether it's digital influencers, video creators, anyone with an online following, we talk about news about that. Um, and the first story, well, first, let me let you uh, remind you guys that I am your host, Anton Wong, a video creator and videographer, YouTuber, and a couple other things. Um, first story is a big one. It is that YouTube will now serve ads on channels that aren't eligible for its partner program. Um, but those videos, those creators, those channels won't get a cut of the profits. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, basically YouTube has a partner program, which you probably have heard about, where creators, uh, those who upload uh, these videos, they're allowed to monetize the videos by having uh, video ads usually, but also some other types of ads, um, you know, banner ads, and the creators get a cut of that on their videos, um, just based off of however many people watch them, um, those ads, and well, they were able to get a roughly 40% cut, maybe I think it's something about half of, of the cut, and now, in order to get to that threshold to become a uh, YouTube partner uh, in the YouTube partner program, you have to have a um, following of at least 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours on YouTube uh, before you can be considered uh, for the YouTube partner program in order to monetize your videos. And now they are just rolling out ads on videos that people don't want their ads. Like people who are less than a thousand subscribers who aren't YouTube partners um, and they're putting ads on before their videos. Um, and I am one of these people and I have to say I am upset. Uh, a lot of people, uh, if you, you check Twitter about it um, after they uh, YouTube made the announcement, uh, people were just not happy <laughs> that... Um, yeah, that they are putting ads in front of videos um, of these smaller creators who, who won't get a cut of it, number one. But number two, because they are ads, um, they, it might increase the click-away rate of people who click or tap on to see the ad, or to see the video, and then they notice that it's an ad, and maybe they feel like, mm, I don't know if I want to watch this video. This is just an ad. And some people don't know if YouTube videos are of uh, are uploaded by YouTube partners and so they might just feel like oh this is just an ad I just, I'm gonna skip it uh, or I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna not watch this video which hurts a lot of youtubers it, it hurts a lot of uh, creators small creators such as myself but uh, a lot of others um, and I get that um, YouTube wants to make money. You know, they're a business. Every business wants to make money. And, you know, this is, uh, after all, at the end of the day, a free platform. And I'm very thankful that um, I can upload videos to this platform completely for free. Um, but I think, you know, it's just the, the way they do it too, like it, it almost deters uh, younger people, uh, uh, younger, earlier YouTubers from, from wanting to start up. Um, 
from wanting to to get into the game uh it deters them because they just they feel like oh well there's this company that that maybe doesn't feel like they don't feel like they care as much about them and you know i i get that you want to make money but why not like just boost up your the 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 cost of your ads why not just charge more for the ads um or you know there's, there's other ways of of making money uh on, on, on <laughs> with with this uh and i think that going this method i i i just don't know um i'm trying to get some see if there's any way that um uh youtube channels are able to say that they don't want ads on that video um but i can't seem to find anything on that specifically uh and i think that's very unfortunate uh youtube is getting a lot of flack lately and uh it's very i would say it's it's reasonable flack because i'm upset at, at this but you know i i don't run a billion dollar business so who am i to say i don't know uh and another thing is that they're launching uh audio ad formats um basically uh it's just to capture anyone uh who listens to um youtube mainly just as in audio form so whether they're listening to like a long form podcast on youtube or just listening to music on youtube um and they just have it in the background. They're not watching the video itself. They're not watching the image. I think, um, yeah, that's basically what they're doing. Uh, it says, um, uh, actually, YouTube put out a report themselves that that's basically what they're doing. They're having ads, kind of like how Spotify would have ads or radio would have ads, just ads geared specifically for the audio medium. So there's that. Um, one good thing that they are doing, though, is that um, they're teaming up with Teespring um, to allow uh, this sort of Cyber Monday live stream, uh, which I guess is good for mostly just big YouTubers. Um, and it, but it, it you know what? Anything to help the creator community at, at large does help a little bit. So um, basically, if you're not aware, uh, Teespring is like this. Um, uh, print-on-demand e-commerce uh, site and yeah basically they're teaming up with YouTube uh, to uh, do live stream um, yeah they're partnering up to, to do live streams um, and sell their products during the live stream it's a huge thing out in in China um, where people would just sit back and watch a live stream and then uh, the presenter on, on camera would would model their different outfits or show them the different you know uh, accessories or you know tech products phones or whatever and um, then users would just click or tap to, to buy and add to cart and just right away so maybe that'll help some creators I don't know I just it feels a little bit odd and I guess sticking with the theme of uh, large creators um, yes to, to hype if you guys don't know them they are this uh sports uh sort of collective this uh sports creator collective um and gaming collective uh they're just a common uh, like a group of like six youtubers um and they make videos uh, on a channel called to hype they recently just signed up with uh, 100 thieves which is this sort of um gaming and lifestyle organization um run by a 
run by an esports champion uh, and an esports player, uh, esports professional. And uh, yeah, they uh, 100 Thieves has also teamed up with uh, Fortnite to do to create their own digital recreation of their uh, head LA headquarters. So you know. Some stuff is happening there. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know if I have much to say. I'm still disappointed about YouTube. Um, yeah, but let's uh, let's not hark so much on harp so much on YouTube. Uh, let's harp on uh, another social media platform called Twitter. <laughs> this is just like a hate. I don't want to just say hate because there, there's there's a lot more nuance to things than than I can even comprehend sometimes. Um, but, uh, uh, Twitter had announced something called fleets, which is basically like Instagram stories or Snapchat stories or any other platform that does stories like features. Um, and basically, yeah, they're, uh, they have launched it, uh, in, in the recent weeks in, you know, um, mid to late November, and well, let's just say that uh, it had, the, the rollout of it hasn't been perfect um, because uh, there's been some issue with people viewing it uh, without, like they try to view it, but it doesn't show up or there's just a lot of <laughs> bugs and, and issues with it. Um, so yeah, let's, it's always nice to, to laugh at, <laughs> at, um, at some of these uh, things you know, Twitter was very kind of late to the game at copying the stories feature. And then when they finally do, it still doesn't work fully. So it's kind of, kind of funny. I do feel a little bit bad for them. But um, one other thing is that they are uh, relaunching their account verification process in 2021. If you guys aren't aware, they sort of froze that the Twitter blue checkmark verification seal um, after some controversy of, um, back in, I think, 2017, uh, when people were upset that, um, you know, some very controversial figures were, uh, had the blue check mark and they said, does that mean that you support them? And what does that mean? The blue check mark, uh, what does it mean to be verified is a very sort of opaque, um, you know, way of, of doing things. So, so how do you get a blue check mark? Um, and so they're, they're bringing it back and they said that, uh, they are, um, that they will verify accounts, those operated by governments, companies, brands, and nonprofit organizations, as well as news outlets and entertainment, quote unquote, which I'm guessing is like, you know, celebrities and athletes and, and such. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know how well that will work. Um, if that will bring in any more conflict, uh, any more, well, I mean, this is the internet, so there's always going to be drama. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's just how the way things work in the world, right? Um, one last bit of Twitter news is, um, oh, no, I think that was it. Sorry. So moving on uh, is, well, uh, big creators, if we're moving on to big creators, uh, Charlie D'Amelio recently just reached 100 million followers. That's right, 100 million 100 million. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine figures. Nine figures of, of people. There are more people following her than live, or there are about as many people following her that live in the country of Vietnam or Egypt, which 
is, is crazy to me to think about. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, good, good on her. She's like 16. Um, and she has this fame and success. So I, I think that just shows like how powerful TikTok is as a platform. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen with her specifically or what's going to happen with TikTok, but I mean, I guess we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and find out. Um, but uh, speaking of TikTok, um, Snapchat finally got around to trying to do something similar. It's called Spotlight. Uh, basically, uh, Snapchat uh, unveiled this thing called Spotlight, which is a little bit similar to TikTok uh, recently. Um, and uh, yeah, basically... Uh, I don't know how else to describe it as other than it basically looks like TikTok. Um, and they had also uh, acquired um, a uh, another app called Voisey, which has been described as um, TikTok for music creation. The user interface does look very much like uh, TikTok. Um, and uh, yeah, they recently acquired it back in November tw- uh, 19th or n- November 20th of 2020. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with it, but you know, it seems like they're going to try to reclaim their um, relevance. Uh, they do definitely have uh, a stronghold with you know the quote unquote Gen Z audience um, of you know, the, those who are like teenagers to early twenties, um, they have like a very strong, uh, stronghold with them. I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to move past their, um, you know, the, their messaging type of, uh, app, which is mainly what a lot of people, uh, especially the young kids <laughs> these days use it for, which is just mainly messaging sending snaps to each other. Um, and would they be able to get back into the content game with uh, Snapchat Discover feature, or in this case, Snapchat Spotlight, which is the thing that they are kind of copying uh, TikTok with? I don't know. Um, but they have um, decided to give about a million dollars a day to top creators um, from uh, the end of November to the end of December of 2020. Um, and Basically, they're going to uh, select different creators um, within uh, who are over the age of 16 and must be located within the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Germany, or France. Um, and yeah, basically, they're going to divvy it up um, to an undisclosed number of top videos, quote unquote, um, which I, I don't know what top videos will definitely mean. I think maybe it could be like the most liked or maybe the most commented, most engaged, most viewed maybe. Um, yeah. And how they divided that up. I don't know. It seems a little opaque in the, in, in their reports, but I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see like in every other case. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting how everyone's copying everyone, you know, everyone's copying TikTok, um, specifically, you know, Snapchat and, and Instagram. I'm surprised Twitter didn't decide to copy TikTok. They decided to copy stories, which is not even Instagram thing. It's a Snapchat thing, which Instagram copied, of which 
Moving to our next story, uh, Facebook could be uh, could see antitrust charges from nearly 40 states over acquisitions of Instagram and WhatsApp. Basically, they're just having a lot of lawsuits like thrown at them um, for you know antitrust and um, basically of being too. Uh, uh, of, of being too like um, mon- monopolistic, I guess is the word. Uh, I don't know. But basically, um, according to a report by Washington Post, um, investigators allege that Facebook's subsumption of Instagram for one billion dollars in 2012 and WhatsApp for 19.3 billion in 2014 helped create an anti-competitive social networking juggernaut that has left users with few quality alternatives. So yeah, that's I, I don't know what it's going to mean going forward in the future, um, but I is is Facebook going to have to be forced to sell Instagram? Are they going to have to break up Facebook? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have to make them sell WhatsApp. Um, I feel like they, they very well could if enough people, like if, you know, uh, if enough people file suits, I, I, this is happening in the U, uh, U, EU as well as the US. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, but uh, yeah, like Instagram itself is already having, you know, it's, it, from the basically just photo sharing app it once was is expanding so many things. It's like it's uh, after it copied um, Snapchat stories, it has ended up with um, Spice copying TikTok with Reels, um, implementing that, their copycat version of, of TikTok. Um, and they had sort of updated their user interface and a lot of people are a little upset at just how cloudy and 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 and, and cluttered it looks. Um, people are, you know, rightfully so, just kind of upset at um, how they moved the uh, notification icon uh, to a different place and then replaced it with the shopping icon. So every time you instinctively go to check your notifications, you go right to the shopping tab. Uh, so you know what? I guess you can kind of understand what they're trying to get you to do there. Uh, trying to make more money, which I guess, you know, they are a company and they're publicly, uh, they are owned by a publicly traded company. So, you know, trying to get some more money. Uh, yeah. Trying to get some more money. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, uh, Instagram also uh, added the ability recently to uh, search the platform via keywords because beforehand, when you would search on the app, um, it would only show you uh, locations, uh, profiles, or hashtags, and you couldn't search certain keywords like keyword descriptions until just now. Um, and yeah, it t- I was surprised it took them this long to do it. Like, you know, TikTok when they came out already had that ability for a while, I think, um, to search by keywords as opposed to searching specifically by, uh, hashtags or, or, you know, uh, or profiles or by location. Um, and you know, maybe this will get them a little bit closer to, um, being able to compete with, uh, uh, YouTube search algorithm, which I don't think so, but it'll get them a little closer to being like Facebook's search algorithm, which is not great, but it's, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> um, and 
yeah, they, uh, yeah, they finally input included that, which just makes it easier for me. Uh, you know, just personally speaking, I think it makes it easier for me to make, um, searches on, on the app when I want to search a specific thing. Like I want to search for recipes. Like I could search for a hashtag, but sometimes, um, people just include hashtags when it's not really the, like it's, it's not actually a thing They sometimes people just include a bunch of hashtags that aren't necessarily relevant to the content itself. Um, and I think searching by keyword would make it a lot easier, um, for, for people to, to find what they're looking for, which I guess is a good thing. Um, final bit of news, uh, two bits of news, uh, creator to consumer, uh, vendor Gumroad, um, which if you guys don't know, they're like this e-commerce kind of company. They do, um, uh, like it's a digital sales platform for, uh, creators to, um, sell anything from, uh, movies or music or, you know, digital comics, anything like that, that's digital. Um, they have since launched a monthly membership tier, uh, kind of similar to Patreon, um, or, you know, any of those other, uh, subscription sites, uh, platforms, um, and yeah, they have, uh, decided to roll that out. So maybe that'll, it's some good news for, you know, after talking about all this, uh, bad news specifically about YouTube and all the, uh, the, the mess that is Twitter going on right now. Um, it's good to hear some good news about, um, you know, some more opportunities for, uh, creators to, uh, to monetize their content. Um, and you know, uh, Gumroad is going up against Patreon and I guess also only fans. Uh, and so, you know, more competition will probably bode well for consumers because there's more innovation and, you know, lower, uh, prices will be, there'll be lower prices for creators to, uh, make a little bit more money and a, a better product. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that, I, I think that's, that promises some, some hope. Um, yeah, I thought I'd just leave it on the hopeful note of that. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I think an interesting time, uh, specifically with the YouTube thing. I keep bringing that back, but like, I hope they, I hope they change that or make it so that, you know, anytime someone uploads a YouTube video that they can, um, and they are not a partner that they can check a, a box saying, I don't want ads on this video. Um, yeah, because if you don't give people that option, they're going to be a little bit upset to put it the, at the very least, a little bit upset. And, uh, at the most, um, they might leave your platform. I don't know where they would go. Um, a lot of people have made an exodus to, uh, you know, places like, uh, D tube, which is kind of like this, uh, decentralized, uh, video platform, um, which is, I think based on basically blockchain technology. So, um, they have far fewer, uh, content rules and rules for upload. Uh, so a lot of people are going there. Um, and of course you have all these other video platforms, you know, the, you have TikTok and, and Instagram and uh, Snapchat, they're all like fighting each other and Twitter's apparently in the game. I don't know. Um, but they're, they're there. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen if YouTube keeps, doing stuff like this that upsets creators. Um, you know, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just like when, 
YouTube um, had pulled back the partner program from letting anyone with the channel, uh, letting anyone become a YouTube partner program to just people who qualify with uh, 1,000 uh, subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, maybe only let, like from you know making that transition. And then people just kind of forgot about it. They didn't forget, but like just kind of accepted it. So maybe it's one of those situations. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I, I said I was supposed to end on hope. Hope. Let's go back to hope. Um, yes. Uh, Gumroad uh, had allowed that to uh, more opportunities for creators to monetize their stuff. Look forward to the future with hope. Uh, and yes, every time I do these podcasts, whenever I give my commentary on things, there's there's more nuance to the situation than I initially give up on. So, you know, maybe there's there's more to the story than than we initially think about. Um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say other than that because I think we should think about these things complexly, and I think it's still a good time to be. Uh, an independent creator, um, as opposed to all the other times in the past, you know, if I wanted to make a movie and show it to people, I would have to, um, you, you know, rent, uh, a projector screen or rent a movie theater and then basically four wall and just force everyone in there. Or I would have to deal with gatekeepers in the past. And so now with the internet and with all these opportunities, I still think it's a it's a good time to be an internet, um, creator and an online creator. Um, but yeah, we should still be wary of these, um, of these big corporations, um, that are, uh, that do profit from it. Uh, so we just have to be wary of that. Uh, net, net positive though. I still think it's a net positive, um, from, from what it is now to what it was in, in the past. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll just have to see what it's like going forward. Uh, if you would like to continue to hear me speak about this stuff, um, or maybe you disagree. If you disagree with me, uh, that's totally fine. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Anton Wong Video. Um, you can also leave a voice message on Anchor. Um, and let me know what your thoughts are. Maybe you completely disagree with me, which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, if you want to keep listening, then uh, be sure to follow the podcast um, on wherever you're following, listening to this podcast, uh, whether it's Spotify or Anchor or uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, yeah, and I will catch you guys in the next episode, uh, in next installment of Following News. Take care. Bye, guys.